and welcome to a very Brady podcast. I'm your host. My name is Tack Van Sickle, and on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch. As we break down the bunch one episode at a time, we take the episode, we make it stand at attention, and then we get right in its face and ask why it's such a useless maggot. And then, of course, we build it back up again just for you. Sorry, those flashbacks from boot camp. On today's episode, we're going to take a look at Season 1, Episode 22, entitled The Possible Dream. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, and Amazon Prime. My guest today is the founder of Tink Media, a podcast PR company and co-founder of Lasso Audio. She writes for the Bellow Collective and is the curator of Podcast the Newsletter. I welcome Lauren Passell to the show. Welcome. Hi, Tack. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I love the Brady Bunch and I love podcasts. So this is oh. like a dream come true. <laughs> oh, stop. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So let's break some stuff down here. So you are the founder of Tink Media. What's that about? Yeah, it's a, it's a company I started. I used to work in publishing and I just saw how hard it was for publicists to pitch their authors and clients to podcasts because podcasts are so different. It's a new form of media. Mm-hmm. So I love podcasts and I love authors and creators. And so I wanted to start a company that focused just on podcasts. So I'm podcast obsessed. <laughs> that's so cool. And that's how you and I got connected. So you, I guess you represented uh, Kimberly Potts, who was on last week. And then yeah. uh, you and I were talking so much. I was like, why don't you be on the show? And you're I like, can't... okay. Yeah, I can't believe I tricked you into letting me. I started saying media. <laughs> whole thing just so that i could get on the show <laughs> that's fun. that's awesome <laughs> no that's great that like because podcasters like we need representation sometimes you know it's hard for us to get guests it's hard for us to you know yeah and that's the other company is lasso audio and that's yep. we help podcasters my my co-founder kate and i help podcasters get on networks or grow their audiences we help them with their marketing and so i really am a big supporter of podcasters and i believe independent podcasters are doing some of the best work out there and i get excited every morning when i check my feed and see what podcasts have come out over the over the night and it's like my favorite thing in the world (laughs) that's so cool that's awesome hell yeah all right, so that was going to be my next question, is what does uh, Lasso Audio actually do for podcasters? So that's cool. That's good. Um, and how long have you been doing uh, Lasso? Lasso is only about four months old, but it's just, oh, you know, wow. the podcast world, that's 10 years in real time, so <laughs> yeah. podcast time. So what if somebody wanted representation from you? How what would Like, I'm a podcaster, so what could you do for me, or do I come to you, or do you come to me? How does that work? Yeah, I guess you would um, email me at lauren at lassoaudio.com and I would talk to you about what your hopes and dreams are as a podcaster. Maybe if you want to turn your podcast into a book. Maybe you are on a network, but you don't feel like you're, get, you're in the right place and you want another home. Or maybe you are independent and you want to be on a network. There's so many things that podcasters can do. And so I really always start with the question, what are your hopes and dreams? And I want to see if I can help make those happen. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've been with a, I'm currently with a network, but I was in a network on another show I had. I had a network years ago and it was terrible. It was just, there was no point in the network at all. There was no family togetherness within the network at all either which was just terrible. And like, finally I just opted out. I'm like this, you're not doing anything for me and I'm damn sure not doing anything for you. So yeah, that's, I just got that's out of it. what I hear again and again. And I mean, I, I come from book publishing where, um, you know, contracts are pretty fair in publishing houses and, um, most authors have agents. So Kate, I met her in publishing and we kind of thought, well, podcasters should have agents too. And these contracts should be kind of like more fair. And so that's kind of where we're coming from the publishing world. That's awesome. Okay. 
And you also are curator of the po- podcast, The Newsletter. So what's that about? Yeah, I started it as a passion project, but it's really taken off. And really, I just I write a little note, um, like a little note about what I've been listening to that week or what I've been thinking about. I always interview a podcaster. I would love to interview you I, or oh, producers no. or hosts, anybody involved in the podcasting world. And then I give a big list of recommendations. And I know discoverability is such a problem with podcasts. So I would recommend signing up and you can get a bunch of great recommendations every week. Mm, very cool. That's awesome. All right. And just like I ask all of my guests, what is your history with the Brady Bunch? Oh my gosh. I love the Brady Bunch. I grew up <laughs> spending a lot of time in only child with my mom and we watched a lot of television together. And this was like night days, I guess in the eighties and early nineties. And my mom, when she grew up, she was like the same age as Marsha she had a middle sister who was the same age as Jan. And then she had a younger <laughs> sister named Cindy who was the same age as Cindy. No and way. Like, yeah. And my mom, I, I, don't, I don't think she, I don't know if she in earnest loved the show, but she would always watch it with me. And there's something, I mean, everyone has a different answer to this question, but it's, uh, it's so wholesome that there's something comforting about it. And also it's just like almost at some point so bad, like the jokes are so bad that they go past bad and back to good. And right. it's just, I, I think it's like, it ends up being one of the funniest things that I watch. And I also just am so nostalgic about it now. I think about watching every single episode with my mom. And then I grew up and I loved the movies. I thought the movies were really good. And my best friend, Patty and I watched them a million times and we did Oh my God, we bought the CDs to like, I think I'll go for a walk. Out. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did dances, all those videos. I, oh my gosh. I say about once a week, I say a quote from Marsha in the, the movie. <laughs> There's a new thing called women's lib. It means women get whatever they want. And I know that that's not the Brady Bunch TV show, but I just mean, I love the show and I love everything that has come out of the show. And Kim's book was so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I watched it a lot growing up as well. Obviously in syndication, I'm not that old. Um, but yeah, it, it used to remind me of staying home sick. <laughs> Apparently that's when I watched it a lot growing up. Um, my, I remember my mom did not like the show. She was always like, this show is so stupid. <laughs> but whatever. I still watched it. <laughs> so is, is it comforting to you a little bit too? Yeah, it's a lot of nostalgia behind it for me, and I love it. The show's dumb, but I love it. I <laughs> I have a blast watching yeah. it, and I have a blast doing the show. So I've had it so much fun. I'm like just to hear everybody's interpretation and memories, and that's why I love listening for to sure. it. For sure, yeah. I have guests on here from all walks of life. Some people have never seen an episode except for the one that I ask them to watch, or have seen it and hates the Brady Bunch, but still comes on here. <laughs> you know, I had a buddy on here that like hates the Brady Bunch. He's like, I fucking hate the Brady Bunch. And I was like, too bad you're doing an episode. And he came on and was like, you know, it wasn't really that bad. So no, it was actually a part in it he liked that was like, that part actually got me choked up. I'm not going to lie. I actually like that. <laughs> I was going to say, if someone says they don't like it, I kind of don't believe them. I think they don't <laughs> and they inside they either don't know or they're afraid to admit they like it so i think everyone likes it deep down maybe oh aren't you sweet and innocent because <laughs> <laughs> you just can't fathom somebody not liking it no i can't <laughs> that was a great attitude lauren I love it. <laughs> wait till we get into my notes because i'm gonna rip this episode apart <laughs> i know you sent me a picture of your notes and i was like that's awesome. First of all, old school pen and paper. How cool is that? Oh, yeah. And it looked like you had a lot of notes there. And you may be talking more than me in this episode. First time. I'm impressed. <laughs> well, I don't want to interrupt or be over, overtake your show, but I do have a lot no. of notes. No, please. Talk all you want. <laughs> all right. So let's take our first break. And when we come back, we're really going to get into it. And I'm excited to have you here, Lauren. I'm, I'm ready to go. Me too. All right, cool. We'll be back.
Hey folks, I'm Chris. Hey, and I'm James. Did you know that the state of Delaware has had only one serial killer since its creation? Did you know that the state of Arizona has one of the best cases of alien abduction on record? Did you also know that famed untouchable Elliot Ness was thwarted by the Cleveland Torso murderer? What in the world? That sounds absolutely terrifying. Are you ready for a road trip? If so, please join James and I each episode as we discuss all this and more on State of Fear Podcast. Ride shotgun on our dark and wonderful ride down America's byways and highways as we unravel the strange and macabre in your state. State of Fear, where the things that go bump in the night are in your backyard. And we are back. Okay, so we got the Brady Bunch, Season 1, Episode 22, entitled The Possible Dream. Let's get into some facts about the episode. It first aired on February 27th, 1970, written by Al Schwartz and directed by Oscar Rudolph. And according to IMDb, uh, Marie McCormick, who played Marsha, as everybody knows, actually did go on to date her celebrity crush in this episode, Desi Arnaz Jr., several years after this episode was filmed. So a fun fact for you. I didn't know that. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into it. You ready? Yeah. All right. Fade in. We see Marsha sitting in the garage writing in her diary. Oh, by the way, we had to watch this episode on DailyMotion.com, everybody, and it was completely backwards, which drove me nuts. Did that bother you too, Lauren? Oh, my gosh. I It really was a mind warp, because if you're used to watching the house in a certain order, yeah. like yeah. they're entering from the wrong side, the living room was backwards. Yeah. Yeah. It was, not, it was, a, it was a mind warp. Yeah. Exactly. It was driving me nuts. I've had to watch another episode like that before, too. And through first half of it, I actually watched it through a mirror just so it wouldn't be as distracting. It was driving me nuts. Anyway. And it wasn't upside down. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> anyway, we see Marsha sitting in the garage writing in her diary. I had a note here that just was, she is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's a very attractive girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And she's saying how she's in love with celebrity Desi Arnaz Jr. and to one day dream of being Mrs. Desi Arnaz Jr. She finishes writing in her diary and puts it away, hiding it in the garage underneath um, sleeping bags. Next, we see Carol cleaning out the garage and she's handing off a box of books to a guy who is accepting the donation. Cindy comes running in and asks what she's doing. Carol tells her that she's donating all these books. And Carol walks off, and Cindy looks around the garage and finds one more book hidden underneath a sleeping bag and runs it up to the man and tells him that he forgot one book. She puts it on the very top stack of two boxes as the guy's trying to hold it, and a couple other random books are on there, and he's barely holding on, and the man leaves, and Cindy is feeling pretty proud of herself for helping out. Uh, I have a question. Because yeah. when, when Marshall's writing... She says something, but she finishes like until tomorrow, you know, which kind of like leads us to believe she's going to be writing about Desiernes Jr. again tomorrow. Yeah. And it's like, what else is she going to say? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. You know, like all she's saying is that she likes him and that she wants to marry him. It just, is that what she's writing every day? Like, I, I wonder if there's like fan fiction or something going on. You know what I mean? Like, it's, if, if that's what she's writing every day, then I don't know why anyone would want to read it. You know, like, it <laughs> right. Well, maybe like the next day, it might be something like Jan is such a bitch. Like oh, the other yes. day okay. she it's took not- my hair tie and I didn't tell her she could. And by the way, I'm having a thousand babies with Desi Arnaz Jr. You know, yeah, that's true. It doesn't have to be the Desi Arnaz Jr. Diary. I feel like a lot of it is, though. <laughs> yeah, probably. We'll never know. We'll never know. Also, well, then Cindy bops in, and I don't have kids, and I don't know. She seems to be too old and big to be acting like a baby. Is that normal? <laughs> I can't remember. Well, it was kind of funny. I can't remember where it was. Which episode? I thought there was an episode where Cindy or somebody, like, had trouble reading or something, and it's like, Cindy's not, like, three years old. Yeah. Like, like what the hell? I mean, I think she's like... She- 
six or something. Yeah, I was confused about that. And even like later in the episode, we can get to talk about this later, but she didn't know what certain words were. And, <laughs> yeah, and right. I was confused. But it's, she's adorable. So she can get a, adorable people can get away with whatever they want. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the world of, oh, a beautiful girl doesn't have to do something. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. She mm-hmm. gets away with murder probably and it'd be adorable. <laughs> Oh, that was such a precious murder you did. Look at you with that knife. <laughs> I didn't so mean cute. to do it. Jeez. So I didn't cute. mean to do it. <laughs> I know you didn't. It's <laughs> cookie. <laughs> All right, so next, Marsha returns to the garage to write some more in her diary. I don't know if that's the next day or maybe it's the same day. Who knows? Uh, she looks around to make sure nobody is watching, and she digs it out of her hiding place. She moves one uh, one of the blankets like two inches, and then it's like, my diary, it's got to be here. Like, that was kind of really bad acting on her part. Yeah. <laughs> and then she looks some more and then says out loud, my most secret thoughts, it's gone. So dramatic. That was a good interpretation. That's exactly what she sounded like. Oh, thanks. Uh, just then, Mike shows up and asks what Marsha's looking for. Marsha says, I'm looking for my dad. Uh, I mean nothing. Mike says, really? Maybe I can help. I've never looked for nothing before. Marsha insists oh that she really... Well, Great dad joke. That was <laughs> A-plus okay. dad joke from Mike. Sorry, keep on going. No, do you have... Oh, you want me to keep going? Okay, I'll keep going. I interrupted you, yeah. No, you're fine. Uh, Marcia insists that it's really looking for, or what she's looking for really isn't anything important. And Mike says, well, whatever it is, it could have, couldn't have walked off by itself. Somebody must have taken it. And Mike leaves. Marcia thinks about it for a second and walks off in a huff. I feel like a lot of the time there's characters walking off in a huff. It seems to be a... Yeah. Um, for sure. I think there was someone walked off in a huff in the episode you talked about last time. Yeah, I mean, Marsha, especially in this episode, she gets sassy. Lots of huffs. Yeah, Lots and also huff. there was just that scene with Mike, and I'm sure this comes up every single episode, but I just love thinking about Mike being a jerk. <laughs> and <laughs> yet so good to the kids and such a good dad. It's just so surprising. I can't stop thinking right. about it. Were you thinking Mike's a dick in a scene or something? What happened? No, he's wonderful, but the um, the... What's oh, his? oh, are you talking about Robert Reed in real life? Robert Reed. I just, I didn't know about that until I read <clears throat> Kim's book. And now yeah. I can't stop thinking about it because he's such a good dad. Like chasing yeah. after diary. Like, he, I mean, it just is so surprising. <laughs> I know. And I've said this a billion times. My listeners are probably tired of me saying this, but Robert Reed did so good on the show. Like he was. He was probably, he was definitely the best actor on the entire show. And it shows, I mean, he's a dramatic actor and he hated doing the show. And and that's another thing too, like he hated doing the show, but he would never like argue and stuff like that with producers in front of the kids. He always waited till the kids were gone and he always treated the kids like they were his own. All the kids agreed to that too. They're like, oh, he was always, he had acted like a father to us. He took us on trips. He would all give us all something on our birthday. Like he was always really good to the kids. Yeah, that's kind of nice to hear. Yeah, it's not their fault, you know. So Marsha now storms into the girls' bedroom and confronts Jan. All right, where is it? Marsha says. "Uh, Where's what? Jan asks. Marsha says, you know what? Jan says, how do I know which what unless you tell me what what? (laughs) Marsha tells her. How do I know which what if you don't (laughs) tell me what what? I don't know what that is. Jen says she doesn't have it um, because she goes, uh, it's her diary. Jen says she doesn't have it. And what what would she want to do with her diary anyway? Marcia says to Snoop. Jen insists that she doesn't have it. She says, I'm not in the least bit interested in your personal secrets, Marcia. Then she pauses and says, but what's in your diary that you don't want me to read? (laughs) Marcia says, Wild horses couldn't drag it out of me. Marsha storms out in a huff. Dramatic. And that term, by the way, wild horses couldn't keep me away or whatever. That's like the third or fourth time that phrase has been used in the show so far. So just in the first season. 
Um, it's pretty narcissistic of her to think that everyone wants to read her diary. I guess she's just weird. <laughs> no. did, did you <clears throat> journal or a diary when you were little? The what? Did you keep a diary or a journal when you were little? No. Well, I mean, I've written in journals before, but not when I was a little kid. I mean, what am I going to write about? Um, my sister wouldn't let me ride her bike today. I mean, there's nothing for me to write about. And if my sister's at a diary, I damn sure was not interested in what was in that. <laughs> so Greg, Peter, and Bobby are in their room lighting or lifting weights. I can't read my own typing. Uh, lifting weights. Greg lifts the bar over his head and puts it back down. Then he says, man, takes real muscles to do that. <laughs> Sorry. I wrote that down, too. That was great. <laughs> Bobby then asks if he can try. But he can't lift it, and Bobby says, I guess I'm not old enough to have real muscles yet. Just then, Marcia comes storming into the room and demands they give it back. None of the boys know what she's talking about. Greg even asks Marcia, do you know what you're talking about? <laughs> Which that was funny. I thought that was kind of funny. It was like a little, you know, let's check in on her uh, sanity here. Make sure <laughs> she's up <out> there. <laughs> and Marcia says, I certainly do. Somebody in this room took my diary. Um, and it was kind of funny in that scene. I don't know if you saw this, but she goes, somebody in this room took my diary and she looks over at Peter. And right then you can actually see Marsha like start to crack a smile in that, in that take. No, I missed that. I have to watch mm -hmm. again. You're going to have to. I'll wait. Go ahead. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Greg says a diary. You mean, you mean you actually keep one of those stupid things? Bobby asks what a diary is. Peter explains that it's a book that people write things in that they want nobody else to read. Greg goes on to give Marsha more shit and pretends to write in a diary and says, Dear diary, at, uh, at last I met him, my dream man. It was, it was at the delicatessen and her fingers tingled as we both reached for the same potato salad. And all the boys laughed. Marcia attacks Greg and says that she never wrote anything ridiculous like that in her diary. Okay. So Marcia then gives an ultimatum and says that she'll close her eyes and count to ten and that diary better be on the desk in front of her. She counts to ten and the boys just look at each other. She finishes counting and no diary. Once again, Marcia leaves in a huff. In a huff. In a huff. All right, so Marcia now goes down to the family room where we see Cindy combing Kitty Carriol's hair. Marcia asks Cindy if she's seen her diary. Cindy says that she doesn't even know what a diary is. Well, like, do kids not know what diaries are? I, I know. I, I totally get what you're saying. Like, Bobby's like, what's a diary? Like, I think you're just, aren't you just born with that knowledge? I don't know. I don't remember anybody ever having to explain what a diary is. And it's also interesting that Marsha is so sure that her brothers have it, that Jan has it, but she is, does not think that Cindy had took it, and Cindy did. You know, like, she just goes up <laughs> to Cindy like, Cindy hasn't done anything. Just, why she didn't suspect that Cindy did something. Because, <laughs> you, like you said, she's the cute one and get away with murder. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so Marsha describes her diary to Cindy and tells her that she had it hidden under the sleeping bags in the garage. Cindy says, oh, that book? Sure, I saw it. Marsha says, you did? Oh, Cindy, I could kiss you. Cindy says that she'd give it to the man that Carol had given all the other books to. Marcia says, oh, no, my confidential secret's in the hands of a stranger. <laughs> Cindy Brady, I'll never talk to you again as long as I live. Oh, and once again, she storms out in a huff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Huff. So dramatic. <laughs> huff. Uh, so Alice is now in the kitchen and pulls out a tray of cookies out of the oven and offers it to Marcia sitting at the kitchen table. Marcia says she's not in the mood. And Alice goes on to say that she knows how she feels and admits that she's been writing in a diary her whole life. Marcia says, then you might understand. Alice says, didn't I just fucking say that? Like, <laughs> she knew it was worse, but it was kind of funny how she said, she goes, I just said I was. That was funny. I, I wrote that down, too. Yeah, Alice had some sass. I was impressed. <laughs> so Marcia then says, well, if I tell you a secret, do you promise to keep the secret? 
Alice says, they don't call me Alice Clam up for nothing. By the way, shocking, Alice is going to keep children's secrets. Like, that's all she ever does is keep children's secrets. Right. She does not keep the secret. But, oh. Well, I mean, she, like, she, like, I remember, what episode was it? I don't know, something like episode four. I don't remember. She keeps secrets for the kids all the time from the parents, and I don't understand why she does this. <laughs> Even when, like, I remember the school called one time to talk to the parents about their child, and Alice is like, I'll take it. I got you. <clears throat> yeah, sure, maid. Let me tell you all this information. And then she keeps the information to herself, even though, meanwhile, Mike and Carol are wondering what's going on with Cindy. Why is she so upset? Why is she so depressed? And then, I don't know. We can't figure it out. Meanwhile, Alice fucking knows the whole time and won't share the information with the parents about their child. Oh, Alice. <laughs> oh, Alice. Oh, man. <laughs> So shocking. She's like, yeah, I'll keep your secret. But she oh, does yeah. keeping up the secret. Sometimes she tells the parents when it's important, I guess, but still. But she told Desi Arnaz in the end. Of yeah. The well, I'm spoiler sure. alert. Let's yeah. get there first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Marcia says, uh, where was I? Oh, Marcia then says, well, I'll tell you a secret. Do you promise to keep the secret? She goes, yeah, they don't call me blah, blah, blah. Marcia says, um, Alice, you know Desi Arnaz Jr., don't you? Alice says, um, yes. Marcia goes on to say, well, my whole diary is about him. How cute he is. How hip. Alice says, oh, you're pretty sharp there, Marcia. I know Desi's housekeeper, and she says he's a real groovy kid. Like... <laughs> Now I just picture, like, there's, like, MaidCon or some sort of, like, weekly meeting of all, like, the maids in the area. Like, that's just so funny. Like, oh, I know we're maid. Like, <clears throat> really? That doesn't really make sense. Maybe I <clears throat> didn't think about that. <laughs> it just seems kind of funny. I know we're maid. <laughs> so Marcia doesn't seem <clears throat> too phased by the news she was just told by Alice knowing his housekeeper, like, if somebody goes, oh, yeah, I know his housekeeper. Uh, if I was Marsha, I'd be like, no shit, like, holy shit, like, what can you do? Like, do you right. think you can set yeah. up, a, you know? Yeah. She's just like, oh, yeah, I hear that kind of stuff all every week, you know? Right. She'd face nothing. Yeah, I <clears> don't know how different this, like, I know that Alice isn't the mom, but if I told my mom this and was, like, you know, really upset, I'd know, and I actually talked to my mom about this, my mom would have been like, Boys are stupid. Who cares? Like I would, and I would have, I was not writing about boys in my journal or diary. Like it's just my mom's reaction to this would have been so different. Like she would have been like, why are you wasting your time worrying about this? Why do you want to be a missus? You know, but I know this was the seventies, so it was a little different, but <laughs> right. my mom wouldn't have been like, that sucks. <laughs> so you had a diary at this age? I assume Marsha's like around 12, 13 ish. I did, but it was very stupid, but there was no boy stuff in it. It was like, I remember I found a diary from when I was very little and I mm. hardly knew how to write or spell anything. And I had written, today was fun and funny. That's what I said about my day. Because I didn't know how to spell many words. So that's the kind of <laughs> compelling things I was writing in my diary. So it was more of a farmer's almanac than really anything else. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, Marcia didn't seem too phased by what the news she just told. Um, Marcia continues to say, but I haven't told you my most secret secret. I wrote in my diary that I'm absolutely wild about Desi Arnaz Jr., and I one day dream of being Mrs. Desi Arnaz Jr. And I'd die if anybody knew that. <laughs> I'd just perish. <laughs> Marcia then leaves the room. Not in a huff this time. She just leaves the room. Alice thinks for a minute and then smiles. Hmm, she's got something up her sleeve. Once again, Alice is the puppet master. We shall see. Next, we see Mike in the den, and Alice brings him a plate of cookies. Alice says, Mr. Brady, I know this isn't any of my business, but... And Mike says, that's right, it's not made. Leave. No, he didn't say that. 
Uh, Mike says, go, go on. <laughs> Alice continues, uh, Marsha's in a room in tears, and I was thinking about action. Mike says, action. Alice goes on to explain that Marsha's book was accidentally donated, and she suggests that they go down and look for it. Mike says, that's a great idea, and heads out to look. Now, Thank I love God for this, Alice. because if my dad would not have been like, drop everything. Like, my dad would have been like... I, don't, I love my dad and he did a lot for me, but this wouldn't have been like a drop everything concern for my dad. <laughs> Mike does that a lot, especially yeah. for Marsha. Now that I think about it, interesting. Well, like he's put off meetings and stuff like, oh, tell, tell the boys in the office I'm not going to make it in today. I'm helping my daughter study <laughs> math. <Yeah. laughs> That's hysterical. Oh <laughs> like that actually was an actual episode. I guess architects don't have to go to work every day. I don't know. Then, <laughs> People so, question this all the time on the show. They're like, what does Mike do that he doesn't have to go to work? Or does he work from home? Like, no, he doesn't. Well, then he like, missed the how high is he? Yeah. For a business trip. So he <laughs> yeah. got in trouble. So Mike arrives at the Donation Society and explains to the man why he is there, and tells him that it's a diary he's looking for. Now, this part was a little weird. Were you oh. a little uncomfortable in this scene? Um, I had to rewatch it a few times, because was that an incest joke? Okay, no, it it appears like it is, but we'll get there in a second. It was not an incest joke, so okay. we'll get there in a second. <laughs> At first I heard that, too. I was like, what the fuck? I, like, what did he just say? I don't understand, and you're going to have to explain it to me. <laughs> okay. So... He says, I'm looking for a diary. And the man says, a diary, huh? He laughs. You should know better than uh, to leave evidence around where the little woman can find it. Mike laughs and says, no, you don't understand. The man says, hey, I do. But <clears throat> with uh, with the little woman. Next thing you know, you're going to be sharing the doghouse with Rover. <laughs> Mike says, it's not my diary. It happens to have belonged to a young lady. Man interrupts, ho, ho, so your girlfriend keeps a diary. You better not let your wife find it. Mike says, the young lady happens to be my daughter. The man laughs again. Well, that's a new one. I've heard them called cousins or nieces, but daughters? So what he's saying there is like, I guess some married men call their, I don't know what married men would, but I guess refer to their girlfriends as, oh, no, this is just my cousin, or this is just my niece, or... You know, so it's, it's a reference to, like, their girlfriend. But he's never heard somebody reference. I guess. Thank you. I'm not daughter. smart enough for this show sometimes. Okay, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Mike, says, uh, yeah. Mike says, uh, look, we seem to be operating on different wavelengths here. I love that line. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's kind of, like, nonplussed. He's like, let's get down to business. Like, we're here. Right. Exactly. He's like, okay, you're creepy. I'm yeah. not. Let's yeah. just uh, let's move forward. <laughs> forget I didn't hear you say that. Or I'm <laughs> yeah. He goes, can I have the diary? He says, of course, it's your property. He goes on to say that it, his donation books went out to Philip's bookstore, and he should go look there. Mike says, thanks, and begins to leave until the man continues to name all the bookstores that were donated. And Mike sighs and tries to write them all down. <clears throat> Mike says, it's quite a list. Then the man says, well, good luck. I hope you get your diary back to your ahem daughter. Mike mm. rolls his eyes and walks out. Yeah. So he got basically a list of like, it must have been 12, at least 12 other stores. So this is where we take our first break. Or sorry, our next break. <sighs> I miss this up every week. It's where we take our next break. So Marsha has lost her diary, and that tells most of her secret of secrets. Um, how she's in love with Desi Arnaz Jr., and somehow the diary was donated, and Mike is determined to find it all over town. So stay tuned. I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat. Pins and needles. <laughs> Pins and needles. We'll be back.
Hey guys, if you love a very Brady podcast, then go online and check out the T Public merch store. They got everything in there. They got t-shirts, coffee mugs, uh, hoodies, stickers, magnets, uh, pillows, and there's so many different t-shirt designs to choose from, from tanks to v-necks. If you want it, they got it. So go on there, check it out, order a t-shirt today or a magnet or a sticker. If not for yourself, get one for that Brady Bunch fan in your life. And guys, let me tell you, I ordered a couple of t-shirts to come in so I can check out the quality myself. And I got to tell you, I'm quite impressed. And I'm a bit of a t-shirt snob. It's got to be just right, the right thinness of material. Pretty similar to like like t-shirts that you get like at Target. It's very thin, very comfortable material. These guys over at Tee Public definitely know what they're doing. And you want to talk about t-shirt colors? Of course, I only wear black all the time because it's slimming. But you can get pretty much any color under the sun. So go online to the Tee Public merch store. The link is in the description of this episode. And always remember, have a sunshine day. Welcome, Beyonders. How did we get to this weird place? Who are these two crazy guys and what is going on? Beyond Terrestrial, or BT for short, is a podcast dedicated to the strange, the macabre, the conspiratorial, and all things supernatural. Hosted by Dan Martson and Lee Ariat, two guys who discovered late night radio shows like Coast to Coast while working the night shift and stumbled into a world of fantastic tales and local legends. We share these stories with our dedicated fans we lovingly call Beyonders every other Tuesday. Join me and Lee as we take a mysterious journey into obscure local tales and spin up some hot takes on the supernatural stories we all know and love. Two words. Interdimensional Bigfoot. Oh yeah. When we left off, Marsha's diary is missing and is somewhere in town, and Mike is determined to locate it at about a dozen different bookstores. So Carol arrives home from picking up groceries and asks if anything exciting has happened. Alex explains that Mr. Brady is running around town to try and find Marsha's diary. Carol says that if Mike says he's going to do it, he will, and then decides to tell the good news to everyone. saying she wanted to tell everyone the good news i just don't think she wanted to put the groceries away because she like gives alice the groceries (laughs) i'm gonna go tell everyone the good news you know what i mean like oh my god that is fantastic that is (laughs) such a great observation i I didn't think of it yeah i'm sure (laughs) because we all know about carol she's a Stay-at-home mom with a living housekeeper. She doesn't do shit. She doesn't do much around the house. And if you see her doing anything, it's always helping Alice set the table or yep. helping Alice make a salad. You know, it's like, I'm surprised she was marketing. I mean, because she's like, I just was marketing, which is a cute way to. Say I know. So she must have been exhausted. I don't. You know. I know. <laughs> she's like, "Ooh, I can't go to the store and put them away. So I'm gonna go tell the kids on something that might happen." <laughs> and she believes in Mike way too much, by the way. Yeah. You know, oh. Mike's going to go attempt to find it, but yet in her eyes, it's already happened and is done. She gets everybody's hopes up with this good news. I know. <laughs> All right. So Greg walks into the bedroom to find okay to find Peter and Bobby sitting on the bed wrapping a present. Greg asks what they're doing. Bobby says, we're wrapping a new diary for Marcia. We chipped in and bought it for her. Greg adds that she doesn't want a new diary. A diary is only important if there's already something written in it, which is a good point. But it's also a nice gesture for the boys to do that, though. I have to Well, keep on going, because I had a comment about that, too. Okay. Just then, Carol walks into the room. Greg asks Carol if if he is correct, and Carol says that's true. The old one is the one she wants. She goes on. I thought that was strange, because she doesn't even acknowledge how sweet it is that they did this. 
It's true. She should have said, that was so nice of you boys to like chip in your own money for a diary. I thought that was really sweet to do that. Don't, anyway. No, you have a good point because like they went and did a nice thing and they're even gift wrapping it for, and it's never really brought up ever again. Like, you know, Carol's not like, good job, guys. That's a good, that's a good thought. Your heart's in the right place. And I don't ever see them ever giving it to her or nothing. Like, it's just. She's like, terrible idea. Throw it away. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then she leaves the room and the boys are like, well, fuck this, I guess. And they throw it in the trash. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm going, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> So she goes on to tell them that Mike has gone off to try and find it. Bobby says, I hope he finds it. Peter adds, yeah, having sisters that don't talk to each other is stupid. Carol then leaves the room and the boys throw it in the trash and say, fuck this. No, they <laughs> Sydney now stops Carol in the hallway and asks, mommy, what does trespass mean? Oh, my God. Carol laughs in her face and says, <laughs> I think you mean trespass, dear. Cindy says, well, whatever it is, Marcia said not to do it on her property. <laughs> how, how will I know if I'm doing it if I don't know what it is? Carol says, well, don't you worry. I'll try and straighten everything out. And she walks away. So now we cut to the girl's bedroom where Marcia has a sign up that says, no trespassing. You know who. Carol comes in and sees the sign and says, Marcia, don't you think you're carrying this a bit far? Marcia says, after what she did to me, she's lucky I let her breathe the same air I do. Carol says, guess where dad is? <laughs> Marcia asks, where? She says, getting your diary back. Marcia beams and says, really and truly? Carol says, I bet he's on his way home right now. Let's get their hopes up even more. This for how this day is going to go. <laughs> Marsha looks down in concern. Carol adds, oh, you can relax. I'm sure he won't read it. Marsha smiles and asks, how did you know what I was thinking? Carol says, one of the many secrets of motherhood, my dear. And she hugs Marsha. Marsha then walks over and tears up the no trespassing sign. Isn't that nice? I I, I wish we could describe in words this moment because Carol like smiles at her, you know, like it's just, it, 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 there's no words being said between them, but like they're nodding at each other, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like this overly, overly sweet moment that I absolutely loved. It seemed a little too long. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. love that scene. But it was making me think like, you know, so I don't think teenagers are as protective of their thoughts. You know, they put everything out there on Instagram and all the social <laughs> media channels. I'm an old lady, so I can say that. But I just, <laughs> old lady, okay. <laughs> but, like, I wonder if they're not as honest about their feelings, if they're putting their feelings out publicly. You know, like, yeah. when you when you could write a diary and really like my diary, how, even though I wasn't saying anything important, my diary had a lock on it. And hmm. I, you know, it just seems so different. Like when I was little, your diary was private and I don't even yeah. kids keep private thoughts anymore. Nothing's private anymore. I just want <laughs> to have an opportunity to write down private thoughts even. Yeah. That's a good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. Because so, everything's on social media these days. Yeah. And I, I'm glad to hear that yours had a lock on it. I mean, God forbid somebody hears what the weather was like on Thursday. Oh, oh my gosh. And God forbid my little sister gave it, would give that, those my secret, deepest, most secret thoughts to a bookstore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so next we see in the family room... And Marcia, ugh, next we see Cindy sitting in the family room, and Marcia comes in and offers her a cookie. Cindy jumps up and says, Marcia, you're talking to me? Marcia says, why wouldn't I? You're my baby sister. Cindy says, I thought you said I ruined your life. And Marcia <laughs> says, you did. <laughs> but I forgive you. <laughs> and Marcia asks if Cindy wants to play checkers. Cindy runs off to get the game. Just then, Mike returns, and Marcia jumps up and asks if he found the diary. Mark ex Mark. Mike explains that he hasn't found it yet. He's checking at a bunch of stores already. Marcia looks down and says, My diary in a used bookstore for anyone to see. 
Mike says, don't worry, Marsha, we're going to track it down. Cindy now returns with the checkers, and Marsha just looks down and leaves the room. Cindy then looks at Carol and says, looks like she's not talking to me again. Well, I, I wish I she'd make up her mind. Cindy at this point, because it's like, she, Cindy is, I, I don't know how to say it, but she's like very like simple-minded about everything. She's a child, you know, like... <laughs> yeah. Here we have Marsha's roller coaster teenage emotions, and Cindy's just <laughs> trying to keep keep up. You know, I, I do feel for her. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> so Mike now goes to Carol and says, "Look, I'm sorry I haven't found it yet, but I'm working on it. <clears throat> it would be definitely, it would definitely help if I even knew what it looked like." Carol says, "Oh, that's easy. Marsha knows, and so does Cindy." So Mike and Carol come up with a plan to split up the list. And each of them take either Marsha or Cindy and go look. Well, I say they came up. Really, Carol came up with it. So I don't give Carol enough credit sometimes, you know. <laughs> I should say Alice came up with it and Carol helped her come up with it. But <laughs> Now, Carol and Cindy arrive in a local bookstore and tell the clerk they're looking for a diary. The clerk says that they came to the right place and goes on to suggest books with diary in the name, such as The Diary of Michael Whittlesworth or Diary of a Madman. Carol laughs at the clerk and calls him a dumbass. No, <laughs> she didn't. And says, we're looking for a diary written by Marsha Brady. Okay, so there's a lot of confusion here with the clerk, but Carol is not helping at all. She's like, no, we're looking for a written by Marsha Brady. And he's like, I don't... <laughs> hmm. And the man takes his glasses off and thinks, Marsha Brady? I never heard of her. Any relation to Nicholas Brady? Carol once again laughs at the clerk. Oh, like, you're so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally explains the mix-up. They're looking for a, a diary that was accidentally donated to the bookstore. The man says that they're still in boxes and they can feel free to look through them. Carol and Cindy begin to look through the boxes of the books or of books can't talk cindy as they're looking through the book cindy all of a sudden exclaims mommy here carol looks excited and says the diary cindy says no alice in wonderland oh mommy would you read it to me no. what a dick <laughs> i know it's funny but i didn't catch why I, this whole time i was like why did she bring cindy like cindy is definitely going to slow down the operation you know but I, I'm just listening to you now. It's because Cindy knew what it looked like. So I guess I get yeah. that. But like, I knew that Cindy was going to fuck things up. You know what I mean? Like, of course she has to fuck <laughs> You know, and Cindy, and Carol's like, no, you know, like, focus, focus. Yeah. Yeah. Let's stop what we're doing and let's read a book here at the bookstore. No. Yeah. And she's all a dick about it. Like, oh my God, here it is. And then. I know. No. Next time, do not. Cindy. I just, that's the lesson of the whole show. <laughs> some time passes and they're looking through all the books and nothing cindy says not this box over here carol says she didn't notice that one and they pull it out and begin to look through it finally they decided it isn't there back at home we see mike and marcia sitting at the kitchen table while alice is bringing them some ice cream they discuss how they came up short and they can't find the diary anywhere Suddenly, the doorbell rings. Alice leaves to go answer it. Alice then returns a moment later and says that there is someone here to see her. Marcia says, me? At my lowest moment in my life? <laughs> oh, I love her dialogue. <laughs> love. <laughs> Alice jokes and says, I'm not sure he knew that. <laughs> Marcia asks, he? Who is it? Alice says, go see and find out. Marcia leaves to go to the living room. And Mike says, I hope whoever it is, I hope it'll perk up her spirits. Alice says, oh, I'm sure this one will, Mr. Brady. You know, with her little puppet master fingers going on. <laughs> Marcia walks in, out into the living room and looks up. And it's Desi Arnaz Jr. in her living room. What? What? Marcia looks shocked and says, Desi Arnaz Jr.? And she also Desi says, 10 seconds they taking a big gulp. She goes like, no. <laughs> yeah. Gulp. <laughs> and Desi says, hi, Marsha. Marsha continues, you must have the wrong house and the wrong Marsha. Desi says, 
Wait a minute. Don't get up tight. I thought that was kind of weird. Don't get up tight. Yeah. Watch yourself, woman. I've got the right house and the right girl. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Until you said that, I didn't realize how weird that was. Don't get all uptight. <laughs> Don't get all uptight. Exact word. <laughs> Just then we see Mike and Alice peeking out from the kitchen. And Mike asks, Alice, what would a famous kid like that want to see Marsha for? Alice says, who knows? Maybe a little bird whispered in his ear. We cut back to Desi and Marsha. And Desi says, I heard you lost your diary and one of your sisters gave it away to some charity. <laughs> Marcia says, how did you hear that? Oh, is it because our housekeeper told your housekeeper? <laughs> yeah, and oh, sorry, just, until you said this, I didn't think about this. It's a little strange that Mike was like, why does he want to see our daughter? Like, doesn't he understand <laughs> what happened? You know, like, it's not too well, confusing, right? He, why, he, why is he so confused? Like, <laughs> well, maybe Mike didn't know the whole yeah. the housekeeper convention and there are weekly meetings. You know, he probably didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Daisy says, no, I'll tell you why I'm here. I'm here to meet my number one fan. Marcia says, oh, I sure am. When I was younger, I thought Captain Kangaroo was something special. But compared to you... Desi says, how about that? I never thought I'd top Captain Kangaroo. Aww. I don't know how old you are, Lauren, but do you, do you know who Captain Kangaroo I'm is? Captain Kangaroo. Yeah, I, I, it was before my time, but I know about Captain Kangaroo. That was a very cute, like, <laughs> but I, yeah. also, I, I would like to take a moment to say, I just love Marsha's fandom. Like, listening to her talk about, like, I love anyone that gets excited about anything, and it's so sweet to hear how much she loves him. I really like that part. <laughs> yeah. What I didn't get is like, <clears throat> why did he have to go, hey, I heard you lost your diary and your sister gave it away to charity. And she's like, is that why you're here? He's like, no. Yeah. Well, then why the fuck did you bring it up? Like, <laughs> good point. That's a really good point because he should have just dropped by and not brought up the fact that he knows about her diary. I know, and then they talk about it. Well, we'll get into that. Just then, Carol and Cindy arrive home through the front door. They stop and see Desi and Marsha talking. Cindy says, Desi Arnaz Jr., wow! Marsha takes Desi by the, by the arm and brings him over to Carol and says, Desi, I'd like you to meet my mother, Mrs. M Mrs. And Desi says, Mrs. Brady. Marsha laughs and says, yes. Marsha continues, and this is my sister, Cynthia. That's weird. <laughs> Cindy says, people call me Cindy. Like, Cynthia? Like, that sounded so weird to hear. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> there was an episode I had a while back <clears throat> where somebody had referred to Bobby as Robert. <clears throat> and then my guest in there was like, Robert? Who the fuck is that? Like, Robert? You know, and he started what? calling him Robert through the whole episode. It was hilarious. Does anyone call her since? Ever again? I not that I know of. <laughs> That's not. She's Cindy all the time. That is funny though. Like Marsha's trying to act all proper. <laughs> right. Trying to help me. <laughs> oh, Cynthia. <laughs> yeah. Just then, while staring at Desi, Cindy hands Marsha a book and says, "Here, Marsha." Marsha looks down and says, "You found my diary." Carol adds, "It was in the last bookshop." Cindy says. And we didn't even open it. Marcia then pushes Cindy and says, thanks so much, Cynthia. Why don't you run upstairs and go play with Jan? You know, <laughs> Marcia then looks at Carol and, and Carol says, oh, I must have a million things to do. And she leaves the room. Marcia says that it's her diary and then looks awkward. Desi says, uh, that's the thing with, with show business. You get an occasional mention in a diary. Like, that's, what a cocky thing to say. Like, nobody fucking asked. Oh, oh my God. It's painful. Yeah. I mean, the, the terrible thing is, though, he's right. <laughs> he knows all the girls are writing about him in their diaries. But why? Like, I got you. And maybe he, I don't know why he needed to hear that about Marsha's diary specifically. I mean, unless, I can only imagine how the conversation went at home. It's like, hey, I want you to go and visit this kid. Well, Why? Well, it's this girl that has a crush on you. Like, 
Okay, and I'm fucking Desi Arnaz Jr. Like I know, and then he's like, "Yeah, but she lost her diary." Like, and like, well, has you written all through it? Oh, in that case, right? Well, there you go. Oh man, I didn't even think about that. I yeah, I it, I would have needed some more convincing. I think if I was him, it, I needed <laughs> him to stop by. I would have kept kept on saying, "And like, why am I visiting this girl again?" I don't get it. <laughs> right. Well, she's upset because her diary's lost and has you written all through it. Like, well, maybe I shouldn't go visit this girl. I don't know if it's a good idea, Mom. That's right. <laughs> like, yeah. Why? <laughs> um. Uh, that's the thing in show business, you get an occasional mention in a diary. Marcia says, you don't think it's silly? Daisy says, no. I dig diaries. Oh, Marcia says awesome. how nice it is that he showed up. Meanwhile, we see all the kids at the top of the stairs are spying on them down below. And all the adults are peeking around the corner from the kitchen. There's heads popping out all over the place in this scene. Everybody, they're like, their heads are like popping out from the chimney. Like, it's, everyone wants to see this. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, what is he going to do? Are they going to make out? Right. Yeah. Daisy says, you know how I said, I w- how you said I was the tops compared to Captain Kangaroo? Marcia says, yeah. Daisy continues, well, as far as I'm concerned, I think you're the tops yourself. Oh, my God. God. Marcia says, <laughs> no, hell no. He probably got paid to go do this shit. And he's like, well, I'm not fucking doing anything under like four figures. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he meant it either. He doesn't know enough about her to tell. Maybe she, right. I think Marsha's tops, but I know her because I've been watching her show. Like, does he exactly? Know- yeah, you and I know she's the tops, right? But honestly, the tops. <laughs> uh, so he says, you're the tops yourself. And she goes, me? Then Desi reaches over and kisses her on the cheek, which is total friend zone move, by the way. Yeah. So I don't know why she gets so excited about that. Yeah. And then he just walks away in a huff, kind of. <laughs> then he leaves. Marcia then says, I'll never wash this cheek again as long as I live. Yeah, that was weird because he was like, kisses her and then he just turns around and leaves like he's not like well i'll see you later or hey it was really great to meet you and your family and yeah i think know. that was actually some poor writing going on there in the writing room because like it was just like yeah then he's gonna kiss her and leave and it's like no in a normal interaction <laughs> say goodbye yeah. or something i don't know Maybe he doesn't have to because he's fucking Desi Arnaz Jr. You're right about that. I'm trying to think if, if my housekeeper, <laughs> my housekeeper, which I just want to that's hilarious. Um, if my housekeeper had set this up, I think I would have been mortified. Like, I I don't think I would have been like, ooh, this is so exciting. I would have been really humiliated and I probably would have barked on Desi Arnaz Jr.'s shoes. <laughs> which is surprised, like, Marsha wasn't because... Like, he knew fucking everything. Yeah. Like, now that I'm thinking... Oh, yeah. Because Marsha told Alice, can you keep the secret of secrets? And she said, yeah, I won't tell anybody except Desi Arnaz Jr. Except and he'll tell everybody. So... I don't know. So, Alice... Dick move, but I, I see her heart was in the right place, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So next we see Marsha walking through the living room, holding her cheek where Desi had kissed her. Mike sees her and asks her how her day was. Marsha just ignores him and keeps walking, all the while smiling. Mark just, I keep calling him Mark. Mike <laughs> just shakes his head. Um, he says to Carol, how long could you keep this up? It's been a week since he kissed her. Carol says, after all, it's Desi Arnaz Jr. Mike says, well, how come you don't react that way when I kiss you? Carol says, but I do, I do. Mike then reaches down and kisses Carol on the cheek. Carol then goes into this big dramatic act and says, ah, I'll never wash again, and walks away smiling, and Mike just laughs, and that's the end of the episode. Yay, that was a cute ending. I thought that was cute. <laughs> It's adorable. Yeah. So, what did you think of the episode of the Brady Bunch? Oh my god, I loved it. I love. <laughs> I just love thinking about how different 
this would have been if it happened today and how different it would have been if it happened to me. Like, <laughs> I think this is a pretty classic episode. And I always love the episodes with Marsha when yeah. Marsha got to star in one because I feel like I was like super girly and like kind of like wanted to be like her a little bit. So I okay. love the Marsha episodes. Yeah, it's always Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Where does this stack up for you? How do you like this episode? Oh, nobody ever asked me that. That's cool. I know. I'm going to leave in a huff. No, uh, I thought it was was good. I mean, I understand they live in California, so it's probably really easy to get celebrities there like they do so often as the series progresses. You know, somebody always ends up in their living room, you know, whether it's some football player or whatever. I don't know. but it was uh, it was good. I, I liked it. The every kid gets their own episode. That's how like Sherwood Schwartz likes the show. So, like next week it'll be all about Peter, or no, actually last week was all about Peter. Next one will be all about like Bobby or something. Or they kind of rotate. I think it's Greg's turn here pretty soon. And another thing that Sherwood Schwartz always does too is every kid has to have a close up in every episode. Really? So yeah, it's kind of fun. Um. But overall, I liked it. It was good. Um, I, mm, I'm just still a little mad at Alice about. I'll keep a secret, but then again, I won't. But you'll forgive me because. Here's your dream man. I paid to have come over here. Right. Or, what? Did, I mean, how did she get that taken care of? It was like, okay, other maid, I'll do your cleaning for you for a month if you can get your boss's kid to come over you know i don't know right. seriously i wouldn't want to have to owe something <clears throat> that i mean it's it's just it's so funny because it, this episode seems so straightforward and simple uh on the outside but it's so complicated when you re- and that's why you have, this show is so great because when you really <laughs> you're not really supposed to think about it this hard right you're just supposed to be like yeah sure <laughs> exactly just don't worry about it no questions when you really sit down and think about yeah. it it's Man, there's there's some there's some cracks in the story, but you just can't worry about <laughs> it, or you won't enjoy it. Yeah, I think you just uh, sus- suspend disbelief. And back then, this show was just going to air on TV, and that was it. Nobody was going to actually tape it and then watch it again oh and God. then again and then tear it apart on a podcast in fifty years. <laughs> oh my gosh! And that's why it's such a great show. Can you believe it? Fifty years later, and we're still talking about mm-hmm. it. It's great. Love it. It's like the Bible, like oldest stories of, of humankind. The most, you know. I think you nailed it. I don't think anybody on the show has ever compared the Bible to the Brady Bunch. <laughs> the the and stories ever. You're not wrong. <laughs> and now we'll read from the book of Peter. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I think you nailed it. Yeah. All right. All right, Lauren. So this is your chance to plug whatever it is you want to plug. Plug away. Yay. I guess the best way is I'm on, tw- I love Twitter and I'm just Lauren Passell on Twitter, L-A-U-R-E-N-P-A-S-S-E-L-L. And mm-hmm. I'm, um, you can sign up for my newsletter at podcastthenewsletter.com. Yeah. And if you want to check out Tink, it's tinkmedia.co. Okay. All right, awesome. And I'll put all those links in the show notes as well. So you can always look at the show notes below this episode and all those little links will be right there. You can click on them and have at it. I love good show notes. And I like, it's, it's like annoying, you know, for the podcaster, but it, I, I love it when a show has good show notes like this. So. Yes. I know I'm very anal about my show notes. So. Like <laughs> yeah. All right, Lauren, this was awesome. You did such a good job. I had a blast with you today. I, and I definitely want you to come back. For oh, sure. I would love to. This, oh, my God. Awesome. Really. If you ever are in a pinch and you need somebody, you know, I'm enthusiastic. I've seen them all. I would love to watch them again. I'm here for you. <laughs> That's a, a lot of times I am in pinches and I have to, it might be like, hey, are you available in like three hours? <laughs> you know, it might be that close. Let me know. I also work from home. All right, Lauren. Well, thanks so much for stopping by, and I will see you next time. I'll talk to you next time. Yes, have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey, I want to thank my guest one last time for stopping by, and come on back here every Monday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. 
Hey, go ahead and check out a averybradypodcast.com. If you ever wonder what I look like, I got pics up on there. You can also see pictures of our past guests as well that have been on the show. Read little bios about them. And you can contact me at averybradypodcast at gmail.com. Send me an email, any questions you have, or maybe you want to tell me that you hate a certain episode. Who knows? Or even give me a call and leave a voice message at 804-446-1901. Again, that's 804-446-1901. Leave a voicemail. I'll play it on the show. You can also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description of this episode. Join in on the conversation in the Facebook group. It's called a Very Brady Facebook group. So get in there. Get on the conversation, post memes, I don't care, just don't be a racist. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. I'd certainly appreciate it. Just go to www.patreon.com forward slash A Very Brady Podcast. Until then, I've been Tech, and this has been A Very Brady Podcast. Have a sunshine day. been listening to a fourth hand joint.